0: Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my
1: plums. Shasta. Yeah, we're talking about Shasta and Barreza with Mark Lesane, uh, the NorCal Wild West at Shasta's coming up. Uh, this is the first of our contributors who's actually going to be competing there so he's going to be talking about the bite uh, at both of these lakes but then we're going to go a little bit deeper into what's going on at shasta kind of how he gets ready uh, for these tournaments uh, mark's fishing a number of them coming up at that lake so really interesting stuff if you're into tournament fishing if you're into bass fishing if you're into any of this why are you listen if you if you're not why are you listening to this go listen to knitting or something mark the on board mark what's going on buddy thank you for joining us
0: sure man happy to be here well great and i, I know we get, been... get to talk some fishing. i'm i'm excited
1: <laughs> right on so it's been a couple weeks uh since we had you on uh you've been at barriessa not a whole lot but you've really been been focusing on shasta for the upcoming uh wild uh, wild west stuff so um i guess we'll start with with barriessa and and what you can tell us about that and how the bite's going
0: you know, I've been embarrassed a couple of times since last time I went, and I'm going again tomorrow just to, you know, I guess to go get beat up some more, maybe maybe find something. We've been catching, you know, like three to eight fish a day. It hasn't been great. And, you know, a few decent ones, you know, some close to five pounds. Uh, most of the largemouth still been shallow, you know, over on the eastern side. And, uh, you know, throwing Senkos and, and shaky heads up shallow and dragging them out off the bank, you know, usually mostly off the points. So that's where largemouth have been. The, the spotted bass, you know, even though spotted bass usually bite really good in the wintertime, they're not biting so good at various. So we're catching about almost the same number of smallmouth as we are spotted bass, which is, is, is kind of unique uh, to this time of year and, and to the lake. So the spotted bass have been a little deeper stuff, a uh, little rocky stuff, smallmouth and spot kind of been in the same, same deals where you get, you want a steeper bank, you open with some rocks or some debris down below in, you know, 20 to 30 feet when the largemouth have been up in five to 10. So, you know, like I said, I haven't caught a lot of fish, so I don't have like a specific area, you know, we caught a few up in uh, Pope Creek and a few in Puda Creek. Uh, you know a few over on the east side over in the vineyards and then a couple on you know some offshore structure some humps out off the bank um, but it's but it's really random i mean even it's funny even using the garmin live scope and looking around we're not hardly seeing any fish hardly finding any bait I, I think it's that all that is out they're all out suspended out in the middle of you know i don't know exactly why but you know i know that when they're really hard to catch they're either really shallow really deeper or, or they're out suspended and you know we've been fishing deep from you know 30 to out I even mean, like 60 feet and still not really doing any good so my thought is is that those fish are just they're just kind of weird out I, I don't know if it's from the fires or exactly what happened but the fish are just acting kind of a little different than they normally do and they're out You know, i think off the bank of not just not biting probably out there eating trout or you know something little salmon swimming around,
1: do you expect that to kind of change as hopefully as we get more cooler weather, um maybe more precipitation, do you kind of see that changing a little bit and maybe getting those fish settled down to the bottom where they should be?
0: yeah, I, you know what I think if we you know we got a little bit of rain today and it looks like it's gonna rain if if the weather forecast is right, I think it's gonna rain like six or seven days, so. Once that happens, you start getting some mud and some creeks running into the water, where you get some running water, which the spotted bass really love to move up into the running water. Plus, the water gets a little dirty, so the, the fish get a little less weary, and you can throw reaction baits for them. Especially when the lake is the lake is really clear and it starts getting muddy, um, you, a lot of times that reaction bite will get good. You can throw, you know, crank and spinner baits, a rigs, things like that, where you know, the fish are getting up shallow when the, you know, water's not quite so clear.
1: Yeah. And I hear, I hear the same type of thing, uh, you know, talking to, to Vince on the Delta, you know, that, that clear water, they're just real wary. Um, and, and like you said, just the weather's been a little bit weird I and mean, we definitely need the precipitation for all of our impoundments, but well, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, you, you know, the Delta is a, kind of a different animal. It's just one of those places that If it doesn't rain very much, you can still catch them throughout the wintertime. But when it rains, it gets muddy, and those Florida bass are just, they just quit biting altogether, you know, where you can go out and you throw chatterbaits and, you know, vibrating jigs and spinnerbaits and things like that, and you maybe catch one or two fish. Usually they're good, but, you know, the bite gets really tough. When, you know, when the water's clear, um, it seems like the, the fishing can still be pretty good. You can catch them kind of like you do on lakes on jerk baits and, you know, and things like that. Shad color spinner baits, shad color crank bait, um, you know, some of the translucent stuff, um, you know, kind of, kind of like you would like. So for you guys out fishing the Delta, I'm not out there for a while, not for another couple months. So, you know, then we'll talk about that once I get out there, but it can be good when the water's clear.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, like I said, you've been spending a lot more time uh, out at Shasta um, thanks to the upcoming tournaments here. Tell us a little bit about what the bite's been like up there.
0: The bite has been good up there. I'm gonna say on any given day, I catch between twenty and hundred fish. And it kind of just depends on what size fish I'm looking for. Obviously, I'm looking for better quality fish. Uh, but you know, you can throw smaller baits and fish down deep, you know, throw like a little Tech or little shaky head or drop shot or uh, you know football jig and you can almost catch as many fish as you want you know they're not they're not everywhere and they're spotted bass so spotted bass if anybody knows anything about them they're nomadic so that which means they roam around a lot so one day they'll be in one place and the next day they'll be somewhere else and when the sun comes out they're in one place it gets windy they move up you know one another place to rains they go up somewhere else and you know so they they keep they keep changing you know it's it's ever changing but but those four baits are really good you know a drop shot uh you know shaky head a small jig a little ky-tech uh, also uh, you know wacky sinko's been working pretty good and we've been catching them anywhere from i'm going to say five foot deep down to 65 foot deep
1: so they're spread out they're just everywhere
0: there yeah it's it's you know it's not crazy good bite i mean it sounds like it is so i mean you can go out throughout the day and only catch a few fish if you know if you if you don't really get clued in and so i'm going to say you know kind of like the spotted bass we talked about various being on little steeper banks with some rock and some debris down below there's a lot more bait at shasta we, we find a lot more bait at shasta than i can at barriessa so I think that's why the lake is so good in the wintertime because there's so many shad and the shad flourish, you know, a lot of times they'll go down deep and then the fish will push them up and they'll move up to the shore and, and feed good. Um, You know, the shad, the problem with Shasta is catching good ones. You know, one's over two pounds. Those are the, those are the hard fish to catch. And, you know, and I've tried a lot of different ways. I mean, I've tried you know, big swim baits and little swim baits and, you know, big worms and spinner baits and crank baits. And it almost doesn't seem to matter. Cause I, I mean, I'm throwing a big swim bait and I i caught like 12 inch fish. Um, yeah, yeah. so, you know, and I, and I throw a little shaky head, and I catch a two and a half pounder. Um, and you know, and I caught one about three on a jig. And it's, so it's, I think it's more of where you're at, um, you know, versus the bait that you're throwing. You know, you find a bait that the fish like, and then I think you can go find a good spot and then you'll catch catch more and more fish. Um, You know, and we've caught fish in every single arm. You know, we caught them in the McLeod, we caught them in the pit, caught them in the squaw, caught them in the main lake and the Slot, which is what I call from Bridge Bay up to the pit river. I call that the Slot uh, up in the sack arm. So actually if you go like to the end of the sack arm, it's loaded with fish i mean i fish every cast for like hours just i mean you look at your meter and there are just millions of them down there but yeah. they're all like you know pound pound half fish yeah so, yeah you know really a lot of fun but uh, you know not you know not the kind of tournament fish you want yeah well i mean and then uh i'm sorry go ahead go ahead yeah, yeah go ahead
1: no, no I, I didn't want to cut you off. We're still talking about the, the, the bite there. I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit because I want to talk to you a little bit more about how you get ready for tournaments. But go ahead and finish what you were saying.
0: Sure. Oh, then you can go up. Uh, I didn't do it. You can go up to the thermocline. There's a thermocline in the sack, thermocline in the McLeod, and the thermocline in the pit. Well, a buddy of mine went up to the thermocline in the pit and caught a bunch of fish on a floating fly. But same okay. deal. Those fish up there just weren't, weren't that big um you know and and one one thing i haven't tried and what is sometimes works at lake oroville is you go above the thermocline when the water's up in the 40s and you can throw float and fly up in that or little little teeny bait up in there and sometimes you can get some really big spotted bass even in that super cold water so that's something you, you know you might might give it a shot if you're out there just to you know just to go kind of try it and mess around and see if you can go catch a big spotted bass up in that super cold water.
1: Absolutely. Now, that's, the, I mean, these are some of the things that I would never think about myself. I know guys like you that are, you know, seasoned vets. And then I think about it, and I'm like, you know, I know what the thermocline is. I know how to fish it um, to a certain extent. But, you know, I, that's really good information. I appreciate that. So let me ask you. As we're getting into, you know, obviously the New Year's coming, 2021, we're all hoping it's going to be better than 2020. I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, it really has to be.
0: I, yeah, <laughs> I hope I, I hope so. I hope so. I, <laughs> I'm confident a bit for the vaccines to come yeah. out, you know, everybody to get, everybody get inoculated and, you know, we can kind of get back to life. But, you know, we have like a place at Chasta, and, and uh, you know, we're telling all our friends, I'm sorry, when we're not having people stay up here anymore, not, you know, not until... We get a handle on all this.
1: Yeah, no, that's too
0: crazy, you know. So it just, you know, it's just another thing that we have to worry about, and we don't want to have to worry about that, especially going into a tournament. Yeah.
1: So speaking of tournaments, so talk a little bit about uh, the events you're going to be in uh, for for Wild West.
0: Okay, for well, for Wild West coming up uh, this next weekend, is a so Wild the... West team tournament. On, yeah, the team. You're, you're in the team. second. I'm in the team. Yep. And then, uh, and then two weeks later is the pro am. And then two weeks after that is the major league fishing. Uh, they call it big five Toyota series event. That's an, that's an
1: FLW event, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but well, FLW changed their name. They're not. FLW yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, now, so, it, so It that's what but everybody understands yeah. when you say FLW. Yeah. Yes. So Toyota, it's a Toyota series event. So. So, yeah, so I have several events uh, c- coming up there.
1: So, I, and I wanted to ask you how you, and these are coming in succession here, and that's obviously why you're you're putting so much time into Shasta, which makes total sense, but how do you prepare besides going up there and actually fishing, which is the best way to prepare, obviously, but uh, aside from that, going and fishing, what other tools do you use? Uh, what are you thinking about, uh, you know, running up to these tournaments? Well,
0: I, I, for me, I'm I'm very fortunate, you know, because I fish for a living. I I own Bass Angler Magazine, and I guide and, and I fish, so I can almost spend not unlimited time, but I can spend a lot of time on a lake before a tournament. So for me, that's you know that's I guess that's good. Sometimes it's a curse, you know, because I would say that's good. Fight. I would
1: say that's good, Mark. It's probably a good thing.
0: you are able to. It, fish it is it. well, you know, I fish with I fish with Tom Mann in florida uh like three or four weeks ago and we're another guy was there and and the guy goes well how do you get better fishing he goes go fishing (laughs) (laughs)
1: that
0: that was his. that was his answer just go fishing and you're going to get better at it so but but sometimes you know before a tournament it's a curse you know like i said they you know say we're catching them on spare baits on points and you know we got on a really good bite before the tournament and You know, it was raining before the tournament, and now the sun came out during the tournament, but you're thinking, man, I can still probably grind out five good ones, you know. (laughs) And you go through your spinnerbait on points, and you can't get bit, um, you know, and then you suck in the tournament even though you spent 20 days up there. Um, You know, I'm I'm hoping that, you know, something like that's not going to happen. I think we have enough places and fished enough uh, variables up there that, you know, we can still catch them. So, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of ways, it, and it depends on how much time you have. Um, if you don't have a lot of time, um, you know, do a lot of internet research, you know, because we don't have a lot of time to go fishing. We're usually at home and near a computer where you can go do some research. And you go look at forums for that area. You know, maybe is a Shasta club forum up there, you know, some things going on. You can call, the, like, Phil's Tackle, and they'll, they'll give you an idea. So with, with those couple of things, they'll give you a good idea, and they'll go, okay, yeah, you know, spotted bass are biting there in 15 to 20 feet, and, you know, they're catching them on drop shot or whatever whatever it may be. They're, they're going to at least give you an idea of what things have been like so you, so you have a place to start. Yeah. So when you go up there, you at least, you at least have, you have an idea. So, um, but, when, but with that idea, you still want to keep an open mind. You know, you go, okay, well, yeah, everybody's up there going to drop shot in 15 to 20 foot of water. And they're all catching these, you know, 1.3 pound fish. So what can I do to catch a bigger one? Okay, well, maybe I'm going to throw uh, LB 500, right? And I'm going to yo-yo it in 15, 20 feet of water. Mm-hmm. Well, that's different. No, People don't do that in Shasta. Wow. Okay, so, you, you know, you just keep an open mind and, and experiment. You know, that's what bass fishing is all about, is experimenting and, and trying to uh, put the pieces of that puzzle together. And, you know, when you figure – it's really satisfying when you figure it out. Um, unfortunately, you have a lot of days when you don't figure it out. So, that's what makes those days when you do really satisfying.
1: No, absolutely.
0: So, I use – yeah, I'll use the internet a lot, you know, um, getting ready for a tournament like uh, Columbia River. For example, last year Wild West, Columbia River. So I didn't call any tackle shops, but I kinda of reached out to a couple of guys that, that live up there that I know, asked them, you know, hey, what what goes on that time of year? What are the, you know, what are the fish doing? Where are they at? Are they out in the river? Are they still back in the back? Are they on the roads or you know, where did where does you know, where are the tournaments that have been won, you know, that time of year? And then and, and generally what are you know, what are they doing? Are they throwing tubes? They're throwing, you know, spy baits or spinner baits or crankbaits or, you know, little worms or, you know, what's going on? So, you so then at least I'll have a place to start and hopefully a couple of decent areas to start. You know, if you call other guys that are competing in the event, they're they're not going to give you their A water, but they you know, but hopefully they'll give you the straight scoop and let you know, you know, kind of what's going on where, you know, you can go up there and hopefully get there to practice before the tournament and kind of dissect it and, and figure it out.
1: Yeah. Or you could just look up a podcast like ours.
0: Or you could look up, a, or you could look up a podcast <laughs> and see where, where they talk about going. You never know. Uh, you never you know. know. It's I
1: mean, the things that are out there these days, right?
0: There's a lot of information out there and, and, you know, and you has to take it all with a grain of salt. Um, you know, like there's a, you know, a million YouTube guys popping up out of the woodwork. And, you know, some of them are very good. And I, I wouldn't take that away from them. But there's a lot of guys that are just really good on YouTube that maybe don't have the credibility of fishing. So when you listen to somebody, just take it all with a grain of salt and, you know, and listen to what they say and and kind of judge for yourself whether you think it's it's viable or not. So yeah. I'll say that. I, I mean I don't want to talk about anybody or anything, you know. No, uh, no. Any anybody in specific specific because like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of good guys out there and there's a lot of good information on, you know. I mean, I don't watch YouTube videos all the time. So I, I think there's a lot of good info out there. there definitely so if you is. were gonna ask me earlier, I remember we talked about it just a little bit before we got on, is that how do you pick an area to go fish? Right, so that that was the question
1: I was going to ask you just now.
0: Yeah, that, that's a hard one. Yeah, that, I mean that that's a hard one. Um, so there's a few different ways to look at it. I mean, it depend on what time of year it is, you know, uh, winter You know, if you follow seasonal seasonal patterns, you have winter time when generally the the fish early in the winter they fall the shad up the creek channels. And then they kind of filter their way back out to the main lake and then out deeper, you know, main lake points and things like that. So you can kind of look at that. I think if I had to just go fish a tournament, you know, blind without any practice or any knowledge, I I think I would go, probably go to the main lake and try to go fish main lake points and, you know, give that at least a few hours to see, well, it's working, it's not working, you know, then uh, then I would branch out from there, and then and and at that point you maybe have to pick an arm. Like if it's Shasta, you know you go okay, I'm gonna run up the sack. But a lot of times it's one up the sack. There's been a lot of times it's one up the squaw and, and up up uh, up the pit. You know the pit usually has more fish. Sometimes some pretty good ones. Um, so you know you kind of it's it's hard to pick one certain area. But this time of year I would probably pick the main lake if I had to just choose one area blind not not going up and practice like I said I'm really fortunate because I've been up every single arm at Shasta they probably spent 12 days there so far so I've been up every every arm kind of trying every different method I could think of to to catch these fish and I'm not catching big ones so you know I don't I don't have any secrets up there I'm hoping the tournament's going to be a little different it's going to be raining so you know the fishing should be a little bit, uh, I think, better. Hopefully, it rained a couple days before, so we'll see what happens and yeah. see how the bite is.
1: Oh, awesome, Mark! I mean, I appreciate you, you, you know, sharing so much. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to share that much, but I know you're. you're I, I know you got your secrets. After 12 days on well, that lake, know, I know fish. you got your secrets, and you're saying, "Oh, I haven't caught any big fish." I know, I, I know, you got some big fish.
0: You're gonna, you're gonna... I mean, I haven't caught any big ones, but I haven't caught a four-pounder. I mean, I've caught some decent ones, but I haven't caught a four-pounder. And, uh, yeah, and yes, you know, uh, like in in February, we can talk about exactly where I caught these fish. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it, it like I said, when you talk to your buddy, he's not going to give you his A-water. Just like, you know, it'd be silly for me to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to cut him up this little creek, you know, in this little bin where there's six trees there, and there's, <laughs> you know, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think I would. I honestly, when I get there, I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't put that one out. I'd have to edit that part out. It just doesn't seem right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But we can we can talk about that when the, when these tournaments are over. All I've spent. I don't know, like thirty days at Jasta by then at least. So I should have a pretty good handle on on uh, what's going on up there and what it's been like and. I'm going to tell you, the spring at Shasta is really, really fun. Uh, I usually don't fish in the spring. But like I said, we bought a house up here, me and uh, two of my buddies. So I was up here working on it this spring. And, you know, we'd work for a couple of days, and then we'd go fishing for a day. And we work for a couple of days and go fish for a day. hmm it That's standard.
1: That's standard. Yeah. Through,
0: right? I mean, yeah. how, no, that, that I don't sense. know. I don't know how these contractor guys do it, you know, over five days in a <laughs> row. <laughs> but uh, we went up there, and, you know, during the spawn, there, there was really a lot of smallmouth up spawning, a surprising number of them. And we probably caught 20, pounders a day. I don't know where they're at now, but, you know, turn to spawn. We caught a ton of them. Wow. It was, it, was, it was really a lot of fun. So if guys get a chance to go up to, you know, Shasta and, you know, end of March, April, it's really, really good. So a lot of fun. Great. And the fish are you, you know, I mean, smallmouth are so easy to catch. You just, any old drop shot you feel like throwing out there, you just throw it out there in front of them. And, and they usually run off and then they turn around and come up and bite it, you know. It's almost not fair, you know. You probably could catch the same fish a couple times, but for me, I, I'm like, that's not fair to catch them again. Let's go, let's go find another
1: one. <laughs> well, Mark, I appreciate uh, it, man, and and good luck. Uh, this it's because it, it's this weekend, correct? It's the second.
0: It is this week. Yeah, it's this second. weekend,
1: and then uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have you on next week. You can talk a little bit about it, and then we can. Uh, I got some more questions to talk to you about the pro am um, that are a little more uh, pointed towards you know. Running a boat and then having a a co angler, uh, which
0: sure, sure, sure yeah, be happy to talk about it. Yeah, I'm
1: sure plenty of people know about that. Um, but if they don't, I think we could talk about it and and some of the things that you deal with there with with a co angler and how it kind of changes the dynamic, right? So, right,
0: right, be happy to talk about it.
1: Great. All right, Mark. Well, good luck, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right.
1: Funny when he started talking about like online research for fishing, I immediately thought like you gotta think outside the box when it comes to this stuff. And one of the things he does is of course go to forums, which a lot of people know about. You go to forums, you can even go to really old forums and just look at that time of year, and it gives you a good idea of of what you can expect when you go fishing there. And I've got a for all the bird hunters out there, this is I've kept this close to the chest for so long, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it away. So If you're out, if you're trying to find birds, turkey, quail, any game bird, there's this website called eBirds, I think it is. It's a, I shouldn't even be saying this, it's awful. It's a bird watching website and it literally has a map and there's a heat map showing all of the different birds that are in different areas. And I have used that to go quail hunting, especially exclusively. For the past five years i'm going to give it away because i think it's it's an amazing uh i should never have said this follow us at the bass report on the web at the bass report don't tell the bird watchers